Today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. Your hand is capable of providing. Your hand is capable of anointing me. Your hands are capable of healing and miracles. Your hand is capable of producing victory. I command victory in my life. You promised it. You said it. You gave me the authority to do it. I'm receiving it in Jesus' name. people all the time, what are you expecting to happen to you in 2022? And you'd be surprised at some of the answers. Well, you know, things are hard. Things are tough. We don't expect to be able to maintain our, 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 our way of life. We don't expect to uh, be able to pay our bills anymore. We don't expect to keep our job. Well, I'm sorry to say, what you expect is what you're going to get. Amen. So, uh, I think a lot of people need an attitude change. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not sure if he's talking about you or not, but you're not talking to me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Some people just need an attitude change. As it's been said many times, your attitude determines your altitude. Amen. Amen. Just how high you'll go, just how far you'll go, praise God. So notice once again that he says in the Amplified, in the King James, the eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. But the Amplified, once again, looking, watching, and expecting. I want to encourage you today. Look for and watch for and expect the hand of God to be open to you. Amen. Put your hands in front of you, open them, and look down at them. Just, just for a moment, just stare at your open hands. Now, through your mind's eye or through your eye of faith, imagine those hands being full of blessings, overflowing with blessings. That's what the hands of God are capable of producing in your life. Amen? Amen. Full of blessings overflowing with blessings. Can you say amen? amen? Now, let's look at, continue this list. We just were talking about it's symbolic of provision, supernatural provision. Number seven, the hand of God often represents his anointing on a person. In uh, 1 Kings 15, 46, speaking of Elijah, it says, and the hand of the Lord was on him. In Acts chapter 11, verse 21, talking about the early apostles, and the hand of the Lord was upon them. So it's representing his anointing. How many of you can use some more anointing in your life? Praise God. Now, number eight, the hand of God brings healing and miracles. In Acts chapter four, verse 30, by stretching, this was their prayer, by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders might be done by your holy child, Jesus. So notice once again, the hand of God can bring healing and miracles. And then number nine, the hand of God is capable of producing victory in your life. In Psalm 98, one, it says, O sing unto the Lord a new song 
for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten us the victory, gotten him the victory. So the hand of God is capable of producing victory in your life. And the reason I'm giving you all of those is simply because I want you to begin to expect throughout this year and beyond, but particularly this year, begin to expect to experience the open hand of God. Now, I've asked people everywhere I've preached this, when you experience it, send me the testimony because I, I like to share them with other churches that I preach in so it will be inspiring to them and uh, motivating them to, to, to be doers of the word, not just hearing, but doers of the word. Amen. The Bible says if, if you're just a hearer, you're deceiving yourself. But then it goes on to say, but the doer of the word shall be blessed in his deed. How many of you want to be blessed in your deed? Amen. So I'm expecting from this service testimonies of you experiencing the open hand of God this year, this year. We've had some of the greatest testimonies I've, I've read in a long, long time about some financial miracles and financial breakthroughs that people are experiencing. And if God would do it for one, why wouldn't he do it for another? Look at somebody and tell them I'm probably next. Say it with a big smile on your face. I'm probably next. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let me ask you this question. We've seen in these scriptures, both in the Old and New Testament, what the hand of God is capable of doing. Is it still capable of doing those things? Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1 says this, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. So notice he says, the hand of the Lord is not shortened. Another translation says, the hand of the Lord has not been diminished. The message translation says, you get a kick out of this, or maybe you won't. There's nothing wrong with God. The wrong is in you. There's nothing wrong with God. The wrong is in you. And one of the wrongs in us, we're not depending on the hand of God like it was depended upon in the Bible. In fact, this may be the first sermon some of you have ever heard about the hand of God. Well, I encourage you to do a study on it because you're going to be amazed at what the hand of God is capable of doing. I remember a number of years ago, uh, I was building a medical facility in Kenya and Brother Oral Roberts found out about it and he called me and he said, uh, when are you going to build this? I said, well, I'm, I'm getting ready to go to Kenya and I'm meeting with the president and I'm asking him for the land to build this on and then once I get it built, I'm going to give it to the nation. And he said, uh, I want to go with you. Now, I was on his board and, and I knew that he was believing God for a certain amount of money so that he could pay off the debt of all of the uh, doctors or students that had gone through the medical school and they had student loans and he wanted to get them out on the mission field. 
but they were so deep in debt from student loans, they couldn't leave the country. They had to go take a job and pay the loans off. And he was believing for the money to pay their loans off so he could get them in the mission field. And he said, now I want to use your facility as a prototype for it. And so he said, I want to go with you. I said, well, Brother Roberts, I wish I'd have known that earlier uh, because my schedule is full. Soon, when I land in Nairobi, I am going to the president and make this presentation to acquire the land to build this on. I've got my architectural drawings already. And I said, as soon as I leave him, I have chartered a plane and I'm flying to Kakamega right on the border of, of, of Kenya and Uganda. And I've got uh, an open air crusade starting that night. And then the next morning I start a pastor seminar. And then after that pastor seminar that afternoon, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, dedicating churches we built and I'm breaking ground for new churches. And then that night I'll be back in an open air crusade. And that's my schedule for the next two weeks. I won't have any time to spend with you. He said, well, would you at least pray and see if it'd be all right if I go? I said, well, who am I to tell Oral Roberts no? You know? I said, well, if you want to go, come on. He said, uh, uh, Evelyn and I will come the night before you leave and we'll spend the night with you. And uh, then you and I can fly to Kenya the next day. I said, okay. So they came, spent the night with us. Next morning, uh, Carolyn and Evelyn took us to the airport, DFW. And uh, we, we board the plane and we fly, first of all, to JFK and then from JFK on into Nairobi. And so when we get to Nairobi, I asked him, I said, do you want to stay here while I'm at the president's, uh, this meeting with the president, or do you want to go with me? Because we did, we did a lot of flying all that day. I thought he might want to rest. He said, no, I want to go with you. And that's a whole nother sermon. I won't get into that. But anyway, uh, we, we got there and, and acquired the land to build this facility on. And then we got on this chartered airplane and flew to Kakamega. And then I got him in the hotel there in Kakamega. And I'm, uh, I'm using the word hotel as a stretch of the imagination. Okay. <laughs> We're talking Kenya, the bush of Kenya. And so got him in the hotel and I said, now, Brother Roberts, I've got to go get prepared for a meeting tonight. You can stay in the hotel and rest. I'll assign somebody to be here with you, and, and they'll take care of you. And if you'd like, I'll have breakfast with you in the morning before I go take care of my other duties. And he said, fine. And then as I was walking out the door, he said, now, Jerry, whatever you want me to do while I'm here, just command me to do it. I said, no, Brother Roberts, that's not going to happen. I have no problem with you commanding me to do something, but I have a serious problem with me commanding you to do something. And I said, that will not happen. He said, whose trip is this? I said, it's mine. He said, did you invite me or did I invite myself? I said, you invited yourself. He said, then you're in charge. And whatever you want me to do, command me to do it. I said, okay, thank you, but in my mind, I'm thinking that's not likely to happen. Who am I to go up and say, oh, Roberts, I command you to. That it, no, my mama taught me to respect my elders, and that's not going to happen, you know. But, but I just, you know, so I could go get ready for the meeting. I said, fine, Brother Roberts, I'll, I'll see you in the morning. Now, when I got over to my room, I remembered this scripture about God saying, 
concerning the work of my hand. Command ye me. I thought, well, I wouldn't dare command Oral Roberts, much less command God to do anything. And I, I began to just dwell on that. And uh, it was not, God was not giving me the privilege to boss him around. He was just actually saying, I've made certain promises. Now put me to the test and see if I'll fulfill them. So that kind of eased my thinking a little bit. And so I got over there and got that meeting done that night, had breakfast with him next morning. And then I started my pastor seminar and I was going to teach them every morning. And about the third or fourth morning, I realized all these pastors that are part of my organization, they got saved and heard the call to preach in Oral Roberts' crusade in 1969 in Nairobi. And when I found that out, I knocked on his door that next morning. I said, Brother Roberts, I feel a command coming on. <laughs> he said, what do you want me to do? I said, these pastors that have been working with me all these years, they all got saved and heard the call of God to preach in your crusade in Nairobi in 1969. They don't even know you're in the country. I haven't said anything about it. I said, would you come? And then he said, are you commanding me? I said, I command you to come and minister to my pastors and lay hands on them because they are fruit of your ministry. He said, let me get my hat and I'll be with you. So he got his hat and that's another sermon. Anyway, he got his hat and, and uh, we went over there and I put him in the back room and no, none of those pastors saw him drive up with me. I just put him in the back room. They still don't know he's in the country. And I said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I got a big surprise for you this morning. I said, how many of you uh, heard the call of God in Oral Roberts Crusade in Nairobi in 1969? Nearly everyone of them lifted their hand. I said, well, have you ever been in another meeting with Oral Roberts since? No. I said, well, I got a surprise for you. He's here right now and he's going to minister to you and lay hands on you. I said, Brother Roberts, would you come on out? So he came out and of course the place went wild, you know, and, and, and then he told me as he was, as I turned the podium over to him, he said, now Jerry, he just turned 70 years old, just a few days before we went. He said, now Jerry, I'm 70 years old. I can't preach as long as I used to. I can't lay hands on as many people as I used to. He said, I'll, I'll give them as much as, as I have energy to do. And then if you'll get me a chair or stool or something to sit on, I'll lay hands on as many of them as I can. I said, that's fine. And so he started preaching and he preached and he preached and he preached and then he preached some more. And finally I came out and I said, I command you to stop. <laughs> I said, brother Roberts, I got other things to do. You, you, you need to lay hands on them now. He said, okay. And he stopped his sermon right then. And then he started laying hands on him and praying for him. Amen. Now, my point in telling you that story is when I commanded Oral Roberts to do something, it wasn't arrogance. It wasn't me trying to show how much authority I had. In fact, I was very 
cautious of even using the word command. But he told me to do that because he realized and he knew even better than I did at the time that I was the one in authority here. He is my guest and he came to serve me. So therefore, Jerry, whatever you need me to do, just command me to do it. And he was obedient to do it. Amen. Now God says, concerning the works of my hands. <laughs> well, he's the one who said that. I didn't write this. I didn't say, God, first Jerry. <laughs> if I command the work of your hands, you will do it. No, I didn't write that. He wrote it. Concerning the works of my hands, command ye me. Okay. All right. Your hands are capable of creating. I command you to create for me. Your hands are capable of preserving, keeping me safe. I command you to preserve and keep me safe. Uh, your hands are capable of delivering me from my enemy. Therefore, I command you to deliver me from my enemies. Your hand is capable of producing security in my life. Therefore, I command you to provide security for me and my family. And your hand is capable of protecting. Your hand is capable of providing. Your hand is capable of anointing me. Your hands are capable of healing and miracles. Your hand is capable of producing victory. I command victory in my life. You promised it. You said it. You gave me the authority to do it. I'm receiving it in Jesus' name. Can you lift your hands and say, and I receive it too. Amen. God's not going to get aggravated or mad at you for doing what he told you to do. Amen. Now, once again, we're not doing it in arrogance. We're not doing it in pride. We're not doing it trying to push our authority. If he said, concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. In other words, just remind me of what I promised I would do. In other words, he wants to hear it out of our mouths. Hear it out of our mouths. You said you'd protect me. By your hand, you will protect me. By your hand, you'll provide for me. By your hand, you'll, you'll produce security in my life. By your hand, you will give me victory. I receive it in Jesus' name. And I expect you to honor your word. And he always does. Can somebody say amen? amen. Is this all right with you? Yes. Some of you looking at me like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, I'm not, I'm not saying just go around commanding God to do this, commanding God to do that but he gives you the privilege of reminding him of his word. Not that he's forgot it, but he wants to hear it out of you. Amen. I'm, I, I don't ever say, no, Lord, you said, and then he said, you know, I just remembered that. I, I did say that, didn't I? No, he never says that. He wants to hear me say it. God, you say it. Amen. And I'm, I'm holding fast to it. I'm basing my faith on it. I'm basing my life on this. Amen. Amen. And you said, according to my faith, be it unto me. So I'm expecting you to fulfill what you promised you would do. 
Can you say amen? amen? So let me encourage you throughout this year, every day, get up. In fact, here's what I do. Uh, when I, I receive this word uh, each year, I have my art department to put it on little postcards like this. And we give every member of our church a copy of it. Every member of our staff has a copy of it. They put it on their desk. The church has it. Every time I preach to them, and, uh, and, and, and it's not that often I'm in my own church because I'm going all the time. I'm the founder, but I'm the worst attending member. And, and, <laughs> but when I'm there, they know, they know throughout this year they're going to hear a sermon on the hand of God. Amen. And I'm keeping this in front of them. 2022, the year of the open hand of God, unusual, extraordinary, and supernatural provision. We want everybody on the same page. We want everybody believing for the same thing. And consequently, we are receiving some of the greatest testimonies from our church members and other people that I've been preaching this to around the country. And praise God, I want to encourage you. Keep it before you. Write the vision, make it plain. Amen. I mean, that's the reason why uh, Brother Copeland has, has uh, George, probably under his instruction, has had that prophetic word that God gave Brother Copeland. And I'm sure that they see it at Eagle Mountain Church nearly every week when they come to church. The staff knows what it is. I know what it is. Praise God. I look forward every year to what the Lord says through Brother Copeland. And I get a copy of it and I keep it on my desk. I keep it in my notebook. I keep it in my airplane. I, I even tape it to my mirror in my bathroom. I have it in my shop. I have it everywhere. I'm believing for it. I'm expecting it. I'm watching for it. Hallelujah. And every year that word comes to pass in my life. Hallelujah. Now, I've heard some people say, well, it didn't come to pass for me. Well, it's probably not doing what I'm doing. You don't, you don't sit in the service one time and say, oh, that was really good. Wasn't that a good little sermon that little preacher gave us today? <laughs> and that's the last time you think about it. Keep it before you so you can run with the vision, the Bible says. Amen. Doc, I'd like for you to have that one. <laughs> Amen. So the open hand of God, keep it before you. So once again, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. In other words, what God's hand was capable of doing in the Old Testament, what God's hand was capable of doing in the New Testament, it's still capable of doing it today. Can you say amen? amen. So once again, the message translation says, there's nothing wrong with God. The wrong is with you. What is the wrong that is with us? Probably we're not exercising our faith enough in the hand of God. Amen. I think when you leave here today, you're never going to forget again the power of the hand of God. You're going to be thinking about it all the time. You're going to get up in the morning saying, this is my year to experience the open hand of God. You're going to go to bed thinking, this is my year to experience the open hand of God. Amen. The Bible says in Job chapter 9, verse 10, speaking of God, which doeth great things past finding out, yea, wonders without number. God is capable of doing great things past finding out and wonders without number. The message translation says, his miracle surprises cannot be counted. 
His miracle surprises cannot be counted. How many of you like surprises? I love surprises. I love surprises. Not only that, I love surprising people. I got that from God. He's always surprising me. Now, it doesn't surprise me that he surprises me. It always surprises me how he goes about it and who he uses to make it happen. Amen. Psalm 77, verse 14, the King James says, Thou art the God that doeth wonders. The message translation says, You're the God that makes things happen. You're the God that makes things happen. Amen. What if God is about to do more than you could ask or think? There's nothing too big for God. He's not limited by your circumstances. Today's special offer, the Unlimited Favor Special Package, contains Jerry Savelle's three-part audio series, Our Unlimited God, his faith-building book, Hey, That's the Favor of God, and the uniquely designed journal, My Personal Favor of God Journal. It's time to take the limits off and expand your faith. Learn to activate your faith for an unprecedented outpouring of God's goodness and favor. In this package, you'll discover where limitation comes from, how to break free from self-limitations, what can block God's goodness, and how to receive God's favor. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Unlimited Favor Special Package. Start thinking bigger, start dreaming bigger, and expect our unlimited God to do the unlimited in your life. Thank you so very much for joining us on Adventures in Faith today. And it's been a great honor and a great joy to be able to bring the Word of God to you. And we appreciate all of you that have communicated with us and letting us know how much these programs are blessing you. And we want to encourage you, if you feel the same way about the lessons that you are watching right now, then please communicate with us again. We love hearing from you. And we just want you to know we're believing God with you that this is going to be your time for your greatest victories you've ever experienced. Amen. Let me remind you once again of our special offer, the Unlimited Favor Package. First of all, three CDs that I preached not too long ago entitled Our Unlimited God. Don't limit God. Don't limit Him in any way. Dare to believe for His best in every area of your life. Remember the Apostle Paul says, He is the God that does exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And then my newest book entitled, Hey, That's the Favor of God. The reason I gave it that title is simply because many, many years ago, when God first began teaching me about His favor and how to walk in it, He said, every time it manifests in your life, you stop and say out loud, Hey, that's the favor of God. And He said, and every time you do that, you'll begin to expect it to manifest more and more often. So that's what this little book is about. Once again, hey, that's the favor of God. Brand new book. So first time we've offered it, please don't hesitate to contact us and get your copy. And then once you experience the favor of God, I have found that it's so important to journal it. I put this little journal together so that every time you experience God's favor, you can write it as a testimony. Then also there's a section where you can write what you're believing God's favor to do. So this is important. The reason I uh, produce this little book is so that you will become more and more favor-minded. Get up every day expecting the favor of God. So you can order all of this 
on our, uh, go to our website, jerrysville.org, or you can simply look at the information that's on your screen right now and place your order for it. The Unlimited Favor Package. Thank you once again for joining me. I look forward to sharing with you again next week. So remember, until then, your faith will overcome the world. <laughs>